0: You're listening to Business in Balance with Nature. This podcast is brought to you by Business Lohlenfelser, an organization in the Kingdom of Denmark that is tasked in promoting awareness and growth in a rural region while maintaining its agrarian legacy. A region that is experiencing a high conjuncture, thanks to a strategic location in Europe's largest infrastructure project, the Feman Belt Tunnel, connecting Denmark and Germany. These are the stories of how BLF brings life to their vision of bringing business in balance with nature. My name is Chris and I'm your host, listen in. Season one follows a bold and ambitious concept aimed at attracting promising high potential and scalable companies into the region. And you'll hear their stories and how they strive to create a business that is both financially sustainable and have a positive impact on the environment. Welcome to the studio, Ardon. Um, you are from Össel Birch, a company from Estonia that has a long tradition or a couple of years tradition of creating birch water. Can you tell us a little bit more about your product?
1: Yes, hello. Uh, glad to be here. This product actually is a tricky product. So, when I was a kid, so we spent lots and lots of time in the summertime in our grandmother and grandfather's house. So every year we went there on this uh, spring or summertime, my grandfather and grandmother, they were like tapping the birch trees. So we didn't actually understand why they're tapping the birch trees, why that's necessary. So but every summer we did hay for the cows, for the lambs, for the goats. My grandmother just uh, brought the birch water to the fields where we were cutting the hay and drying it out. So every time we wanted to drink something, she said, no, you're not drinking the soda or whatsoever. You have to drink the birch water. And the birch water wasn't that time anymore fresh birch water, it was fermented birch water. And she said that this is really good for your stomach uh, and uh, this will take really this like your thirst away. So, from the time I was really used to drinking birch water, when I got older, I didn't understand why other people don't really drink birch water. So, in my country, it is common sense that uh, every spring you tap birch trees, but people are not anymore drinking that much birch water. So, it's kind of tradition, but now it looks like it's. Uh, trending in the world that it's cool to drink birch water
0: you say that it's trending again what happened before that people or a generation kind of lost interest in birch water
1: I think um, at first uh, if you want to tap a birch tree then you need kind of harsh winter after the summer and uh, before spring so birch tree can be tapped only uh in these areas where you have this like harsh winter you can tap the birch trees in other areas also but they are not giving you that much this birch water out because the birch water will start fermenting really really quickly so why it's important or trendy today i think uh, people are actually having this uh new type of connection with the earth again so they are discovering what, what is the earth and what's there in the earth so we are seeing that people are really interested preserving the forest for example and if you are a forest owner or an investor then your first question is how I, how can i profit from forest
0: it's interesting what you said earlier that you know, it takes harsh winters. And I can't help but think that there is a correlation to global warming that maybe production or um, procurement of birch water has been on the decline. Would you, how would you attest to that? Or is it just a generational issue that it went you know, off grid and now it's popular again?
1: um i see different uh uh things actually so it could be attached to the global warming also and uh taking so much trees from the forests and uh, like nature areas it could be that but uh, also old is new again so time to time people are looking the old stuff as new stuff so yeah. Um, This, I think, just comes every after one generation that they're discovering, oh, actually our grandparents used to do that, so that was cool, let's try it again. And uh, let's put the old traditions into steroids or something like that.
0: (laughs) Okay, well that's a good thing if there's a good adoption of the old ways. Do you see this rise in birch water products? because of this trend?
1: Well, uh, we started our company in 2016, and we started it because I had a dream when I was young, like, okay, when I grow up, I will take the birch water into the world because I don't understand why other people are not drinking birch water, because my grandmother said it's really good for your health and why the other people don't know about that.
0: Could you feel a difference when you drink it?
1: Well, I really like to drink fermented birch water because uh, it really takes your thirst away, like she said, when I was young. And uh, it is discovered also it has the good bacteria for your stomach and for your health also. So I'm really, actually, I really love sauna. So birch water after sauna is like, like top notch.
0: So you're talking about a tradition that is very isolated in the Baltics that you want to share with the world.
1: Yes, kind of, but uh, we are not the only birch water producers or let's say bottles in the world or in the Baltics or even in Europe. So 2016, I received one uh, picture from my sister who lives in UK. And she sent the picture that, oh, look, there's one company here putting birch water into a bottle. I was like, oh, yeah, let's start our company now.
0: (laughs) That was inspiration that kind of kickstarted
1: the business idea. And then we went straight to Kickstarter platform and started our first Kickstarter project. So it wasn't available in Estonia, but we got it through Germany because my second sister lives in Germany. So we just tested kind of the market, uh, how is it? And uh, we got the contacts even to South Africa, to Singapore, to US. So it was really interesting to see what people really thought about that. So we didn't go with a, like a traditional birch water or with a fresh birch water. We literally put uh, birch water into steroids. We made the different flavors out from it. So make it more interesting to introduce for the people.
0: Mm. I personally like the natural birch water, which I think is a perfect alternative to water. And I can't help but think that drinking it gives me the same characteristics as water, but I'm sourcing it more environmentally friendly. Is that something that you communicate to your partners to your customers so that they are aware that by drinking this they are also alleviating the the pressure on you know our water systems or how we normally procure water drinking water for instance are you making them aware of that because i think that's a very very good value proposition
1: yes actually our tagline is organic fo- uh, organic water filtered by trees so this is uh, something I really enjoy uh, during the spring. That you really go into the birch tree and tap it fresh. Use this water, birch water, instead of regular water in your coffee, in your making your meals, and so on and so on. So, what you mentioned that you like really our like natural birch yeah, water.
0: Just the plain one.
1: Plain one. Um, We see this like really alternative to the groundwater or the river water or the other resources. Because uh, for example in Africa they have already this problem that they don't have that much groundwater anymore. So this is alternative that we are not taking the water from the ground, we are actually filtering the water from above it. Yeah, so I mean, it is, it's a it natural a, process it is that su- is happening. This is surface water. So that's why I said we need winters, we need snow. So the more we have snow, the more water we have on the surface and the more birch water comes out from the trees mm-hmm. filtered by the trees. Yeah. So if we don't have then we just dry out the area and uh, that's also not good for the environment. So we need harsh winter, when it's lots and lots of snow, in order to filter the water. Mm.
0: Is Estonia traditionally uh, an area that has tons of birch trees, or is that common in that part of Europe, so that it's easy to tap and it's uh, easy to procure?
1: Um, looking into history in Estonia, there has been a big, uh, like like a manufacturing also with the birch waters. like. The same milk trucks you see today that go around and collect the milk from different farmers. There were uh, trucks that were sent into the forest and people actually (laughs) filling up those (laughs) trucks with birch water and then taking to the factory and pasteurizing that and then just taking to the market with big three litre glass bottles, putting different stuff also in there. So this has been a tradition in Estonia. There are lots of birch trees in Estonia, of course. If you go more into Baltic, like Latvia, Lithuania, you get more birch trees also there. But also really common in uh, Russia, so in Siberia, uh, all that northern areas, uh, lots and lots of birch trees.
0: I really like the, the aspect of your product that touches upon the environment uh, in many ways, and I'll talk about one of them. What I'm thinking that this company will never survive unless you plant more of those trees. Because I'm guessing you can't just tap them forever. I'm yes. guessing that one tree is not going to deliver for it in its lifetime.
1: Well, birch trees actually live quite long before you cut them down. But uh, we are working together uh, with a company, Plant for the Planet. So we are supporting them to plant more trees into the world. We are not only planting birch trees. We are planting different trees because we believe that the forest have to be like mixed, mixed uh, yeah, trees. diversity, so we, diverse. Yeah, so the, that in o, only in that way we can like have the whole picture there. And birch trees actually don't grow everywhere. Also, they need kind of different soil. Okay. And they can uh, also provide better soil while planting there. So. But uh, yes, we need birch trees, and we need to plant birch trees, and we are, with our company, like physically we planted, I think, 1,000 birch trees two years ago into our island. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And considering that you do work with different suppliers, do you have any requirements from them or demands from them to ensure the proper handling of the products that is properly being tapped and secure more or less the, the life time of the tree
1: Yes, there are some guidances uh, uh, written how you should tap the birch tree. Uh, if you have like small forest area, then probably it's more handwork uh, running around in a forest and in, in every tree just getting the drops from the tree. but when um, like for bigger bigger forests, it's similar to m- maple tree water collection system. Mm-hmm. So really common in uh, Canada. But uh, it has to be organic. So it has to have an organic certificate also. Okay, so, so it's, you,
0: it's pretty regulated. And there's a is, benchmark it, for how to do these things.
1: Yes, it has to be regulated. Uh, because, uh, yeah, the forest has to be in this area where this organic forest is. So you can tap any forest So you can't uh, tap, for example, in city area because uh, the water in city area, the surface water in city area could be polluted.
0: Can you, are you able to check, you know, the amount of pollution that is in a bridge water? Or do you test it to look into the the composition of it?
1: Uh, We require also the certificate of uh, origin from the provider. So the tests must be made from that area that the birch water is actually coming from. So we know, for example, what source of vitamins we have there, what could be the pollution if it's there. Uh, is it already fermenting or not fermenting? What's the pH? Okay. So there are different things we have to look into. Yeah.
0: And all these things are clarified before you bottle them. Yes, of course.
1: And uh, timing also is really important that we have only two to four weeks in that one year where we can tap the birch water. So we just source once a year, like one month, and we have to run it around the whole year.
0: That's a busy month. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about how you tap it. You have one tree. Are there three, four, five, ten taps, or is it only one? And then you tap as much as you can?
1: Well, you can tap as much as you can, but uh, (laughs) that's maybe not good for the tree. So for example, if you have one tree, you mainly have one tap for that one tree. So it depends, uh, starting from 20 to 25 centimeters uh, for the tree. Yeah, if you have maybe bigger one, like a half meter tree, then maybe you put two taps there. But on average, you will get around twenty to thirty liters per one tree, per day.
0: Per day, okay.
1: Per day, yeah. And uh, well, this could be go up. This could go up actually to seventy liters per day. But it depends the area, how much snow did you have there. Okay. So it all starts from the nature. Where is this surface water coming from? If there is no not much snow, there will be. Not much surface water to tap.
0: Does it have any bearing that a birch tree is young or old? How much water it retains or the the ability for it to be tapped again and again?
1: Well, we see that uh, the birch tree should be around 10 plus years, 15 years. Depends the area, actually, the tree is growing, how much... uh, uh, actually how rich the soil is. So that means how fast the tree is going, how big the trees are there. So this is really personal for all, like every forest. So this can't put into one average that's for the whole forest areas. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: The tree as a living organism is vulnerable to external factors as you already mentioned. In your process of uh, production, have you seen areas where it is uh, better or it's more lucrative? You already mentioned that trees or forest, woodlands that are close to urban areas are not so good, that maybe they are more polluted or contaminated. So do they have to go far out before it pays off to get the quality and the quantity that you want?
1: I would say areas areas which are higher from the sea level mm. are actually better areas. So you won't have this contamination in the surface water. So areas which are lower has to be maybe more tested. And uh, the urban areas or close to the urban areas uh, then here i meant more like i live in a city i have two birch trees in my backyard should i tap it from there yes maybe but then test it also
0: and um how do you ensure as a private person who might have this just like your grandmother did that is actually clean and it's drinkable
1: This really starts from your everyday life. Uh, What are you using in your everyday life? What products are you using? Uh, How do you cut your grass? Or how do you put some fertilizer in your grass? Or for your flowers? or What actually goes into the ground? The things that go into the ground, into the soil? that same water is coming out from the birch tree. Well, the birch tree is filtering that, but uh, it's not 100% filtering all the, maybe the bad bacteria. but the So rain what are
0: the chances for me of tapping birch water that is actually drinkable after it's tapped? Or is there anything I can do to kind of like clean it? How do I ensure that it's clean?
1: Pollute less, <laughs> drive electric car. <laughs>
0: You're getting into a topic that is outside the realm of this topic.
1: But uh, <laughs> uh, I would say that uh, maybe in big cities, uh, also if there is a rain, the rainwater could be also polluted yeah, because I of thought the of that. air. So, but I think you're good to go.
0: <laughs> I Try live in lowland, so you're right about that point with regards to urban areas and pollution and the rain. Um, so I think it's safe to say. That not to try it at home unless you're 100% safe.
1: You can always try, but test it, like I said. Yeah.
0: When I spoke about your company and your products, a few uh, a few that I know uh, mentioned that they also did this when they were young. And it's almost like an forgotten art. And maybe it's coming back in Estonia, but it's not as widespread here in the Nordics. And I have actually never heard of it in my 20 years here. But it is interesting that this can be easily tapped like in the old days, but I also find it intriguing to figure out whether it is something that I can do as a private person and have that as a sustainable um, water alternative or juice alternative because of the safety issues or concerns. What would you say to that if a private person wants to try knowing that they're not able to clean it and purify it as well as you do as a company?
1: I can't say that go and tap your bird's tree and drink it if if it's safe. So I think every person has to do that decision themselves to measure if it's safe or not or take the risk. I know for my forests in my island that it's 100% safe so I'm not afraid but um, what a person can do actually depends the person so if you are really the forest person then uh, find the next big forest around you and who's the owner Are are they gonna sell it for timber are there any birch trees maybe they could tap the birch trees.
0: Yeah, instead of cutting them.
1: Yes, so they have this second income of uh, birch water.
0: What is the future of your products and what do you hope for your products in the next few years?
1: We are really looking into the value that customer is getting out from the birch water. So when I asked from my grandmother, why did you even start tapping the birch trees? she didn't have the answer for that she was answering like okay my mother did that or my grandmother did that so we really looked into that more deeply and we understood that on that sometimes under soviet union there wasn't that much sugar available so birch water is kind of sweet not that sweet yeah. as maple water but uh, still sweet around one gram of sugar per 100 milligrams. But that's not the thing that we are claiming on the birch water. So if a birch water can make a birch tree bloom, it should make you bloom also. So we are really interested what is in that water. And we have made different screenings. We have made some discoveries. And we are hoping to have some... Good news in the future, how we have added value for the birch water that you are consuming.
0: I love, I really love the story of a tradition turned science, turned business. And I am sure that there's going to be a big future with these products. I am a big fan. It's unfortunate we can't get in Denmark yet, but I think that's what we're working on. Um, You have a great opportunity as a business to really expand the product and offer it to countries where water is a scarce resource, and to think that you're tapping it from resources that that doesn't require a lot of um, invasion, if you can say it that way. A lot less than if you are creating uh, riggings to get water, uh, groundwater, for instance, and all the process it takes to clean it and.
1: Yeah, it could be like a national sport in Estonia or in other countries. Also, every spring, run around in a, yeah. in, a, in a forest and just yeah, collect collect those bags or yeah. buckets and uh, pour them together and send this water to Africa. Yeah, so it's the, like, the
0: alternative ice bucket. Yeah, it's a birch water bucket contest. Yes,
1: <laughs> but I think it's uh, there is something. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, we need to figure out. Uh, how we will get those winters back? Because yeah. uh, in another way, we are shortening this period where when we can tap, and uh, if that period is really uh, like short, then probably we have raising temperature in climatic. So this means that at the same time we are tapping the birch tree, the birch water is already fermenting. So this is, this means really new logistics for us. So how you take it really fast to the factory and to the client. So yeah, this is a risk also for us. So we need to stop the climate warming.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. An additional question have you seen a decline in the amount of birch water that has been tapped? Or have you had to go through different sources or suppliers to get it in order to fulfill your production?
1: We haven't seen a decline uh, in that way, but uh, we have seen many companies uh, coming to the market and uh, staying there for a while and then just disappear. We have seen some companies that they are saying that they are providing birch water but actually it, it wasn't a birch water so it was maybe diluted with tap water because uh, birch water like raw birch water costs more than tap water right because you have to, to run produce. Ra- to produce yeah because okay. you have to do it by hand or like run around the forest like i said national sports
0: yeah. and just to clarify your products are 100 percent birch water
1: yes for sure okay it's uh, traceable that's why i mentioned that we need organic certificate and organic tracking is actually attached to that so for every bottle basically that you drink you have uh, serial number it's traceable back to factory it's traceable back to the raw material it's traceable back to where it was produced
0: what is your next step right now
1: our next step right now is uh, we are looking into korean market because uh, birch trees are known also in that market so they have like a similar story with us that uh, there is one generation actually who don't know about the birch water. And there's like so older generations who have this same tradition, like we discovered. And they have kind of tradition that they take people in the springtime into the forest and they drink straight from the tree. Okay. So this could be something like um, traditional. Uh, not a sport anymore, but uh, some some kind of experience that you go into the nature and be there and drink straight from the tree.
0: Where do you hope to see birch water in five years? Let's just say in Europe.
1: Well, I have this dream still that take the birch water to the world, so maybe in five years, We are not all over the world, but at least in Europe and in South Korea, we are not uh, starting to take the birch water out only from Estonia or only from Baltics and take the transportation all over the world. Our main goal is to gather the birch water also locally and produce it locally because I think that's the only sustainable way.
0: Yeah, and that also ensures traceability.
1: Yes, sure. Yeah.
0: Great. Any last words?
1: Yeah, go to Instagram and look out for Birch and follow us there to see what we are doing or go to www.özelbirch.com and uh, we have our story there also.
0: And for those who are wondering, that is O-S-E-L-B-I-R-C-H, Birch. Thank you so much, Ardan, and uh, wish you good luck in the future with Thank your you. product. And I can't wait to see it on the Danish shelves.
1: Looking forward, really.
0: Thank you. You're listening to Business in Balance with Nature. This podcast is brought to you by Business Lon Felster. My name is Chris and I'm your host.